Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 56, and I'm Alex Beaudry, here today to put a nice little nightcap on the 2022 NFL Draft. Back with us, Brian Klemecki. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing fantastic, man. Doing fantastic. Um, so yeah, we're going to kind of put a lid on the 2022 draft. We have plenty to talk about. Some things we've already hit, but I think are worth re-mentioning. And then others will kind of dive a little bit deeper into um, into the draft and how some of these players may fit with their new teams. Um, I want to start with some, some trades that happened. Sure. That are um, kind of fascinating. And, you know, right now it's the time of the year where we're doing you know, draft grades and, you know, kind of dissecting it. And the truth is we won't really know for three, maybe four years how these teams did. That being said, there were some questionable draft day decisions, in my opinion. The biggest one, I think, has to be the Saints. So Warren Sharp tweeted, and all those trades they did with the Eagles to get the first round pick and then the package they sent to move up to, was it 11? 11. So all the picks that they did to get that extra first round and then to move up to 11. So they drafted Chris Olave and Trevor Penning. Two solid players. Don't, yeah. don't hate the talent they got. But here's what they gave up. Here's what those picks turned into. A.J. Brown, Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson Jr., Sam Howell, Cole Turner, Kyron Johnson, a 2023rd first-round pick, and a 2024 second-round pick. That's wild. That is what all of those picks that they gave up to get those two players turned into. Yeah, that's wild. That's terrible value for the Saints. I don't know what Mickey Loomis was thinking. That I mean, for as good as a cap manager that or getting himself out of cap hell that he is, the draft this year was just not his forte. No. Not at all. Um, Giving up future one, a one and a future two, like premium picks, um, and then looking at the draft on draft day and giving up more picks to go from fifteen to eleven, and then to get Chris Olave and not even Jamison Williams. I think everyone's that—that's most people's wide receiver one. They take Chris Olave, and then you look at the list of AJ Brown, Jahan Dotson. Like, good lord, man! Future first round pick. Future first. Yeah. Um, and a future second. And next year's draft is supposed to be way better than this year's draft. So I think next year's draft is going to be, if you don't need a quarterback next year, it's you're going to get fantastic value. Yeah. Um, did you see what Mel, Mel Kuyper's over-under for quarterbacks next year is? What is it, like six? He's got seven, seven. going yeah. in the first round next yeah. year. Yeah, it's now, wild. Take that with a grain of salt. You remember Spencer Rattler was supposed to be the number yeah. one overall pick. Sam Howell was supposed to be a top five pick. Howell slid to the fifth. Yeah. Rattler had to go back to school. So, <clears throat> you know, it's early. Rattler transferred. Yeah, well, he kind of got run out <laughs> of Oklahoma. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the, it's early, but still, next year's class is, you know, considerably, at least from the scouts' perspective, considerably deeper next year, especially if you don't need a quarterback because the quarterback class will be deep. So it is 
insane what yeah. the Saints gave up. Yeah. Another questionable trade that you, <clears throat> that you and I were just talking about was the Minnesota Vikings. So they made two draft day trades, one on the first day, one on the second day, both intra-division trades. Yeah, which they, is a big no-no, I think. <laughs> it's a big no-no, especially when you both those trades turn into Jamison Williams and Christian Watson. Yeah, for your... <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that one when you have old 33-year-old Patrick Peterson. Yeah, and, you know, Harrison Smith trying to keep up with 4-3, Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, every time, if I'm a Vikings fan, every division game that one of those guys scores a touchdown, I am swearing at the television. <laughs> um, but more than that, so, like, we were just talking. So Minnesota trades from 12 to 32, which is fine. If you don't like someone at 12, I have no problem in teams – trading back yeah but they hardly got anything back for it exactly they got one extra pick you move back 20 spots Mm -hmm. you get and then you got two seconds from detroit but you had to give up a second as well yeah questionable value and then you brought up some good points on who they like who was picked and who wasn't yeah basically i mean they could have stayed like just stayed pat there at 12 took kyle hamilton they move back 20 slots and take Lewis scene uh, and they pick up like one extra second round pick basically. Um, so they essentially chose Lewis scene over Kyle Hamilton. Um, a lot of draft pundits said that Kyle Hamilton was a top three player in the draft. Uh, Lewis scene had more of like a second, like a late one, early second round pick grade. Um, so I just, I don't love that um, choice by the Vikings there. They, they didn't get any value for moving back. Like we were talking about uh, the other day, the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears made a draft day trade last year um, when the Giants traded up or traded back with the Bears about 10 or 12 slots um, from like 10 to 20 with the Bears. They got the extra first round pick from, for the Justin Fields trade. Yep. Um, and so nowhere near the value that that trade compared to this trade um, called in for the Vikings. Yeah. I forget who it was on Twitter, but they have like this little algorithm that kind of gives you a point score. And like, obviously, if both teams win, that point score gets close to zero. Yeah. The Lions had the highest positive score, and the Vikings by far had the the lowest negative score. Like, it was just. And they have a new GM up there. Like, I'd be worried if I was a Vikings fan because to me, it feels like they got fleeced. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the consensus around the league. So basically, they took away from that trade. They got Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth Jr. Um, Two two nice players. Two nice players, but I mean, we were just talking earlier. Kyle Hamilton was there. Jameson Williams was there. If you put him with Jettas, that's a one two punch with Dalvin Cook. I mean, that offense becomes almost unstoppable. But they chose Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth. And, and again, if you don't have high grades on Hamilton or Williams, fine. But if you're going to trade back that far out of the first, you got to get a 2023 first. Yeah. That, you got to get more in draft value. I got, yeah, you got to demand that draft value. Like, honestly, looking at what the Lions gave up, like, almost wish the Packers would have jumped up there. Right, right. I, I think uh, Goody, yeah, I could see that too. But Well, I think you're probably sitting there – you know at 22 like oh, i don't want to give up that much capital you're probably not even picking up the phone right yeah exactly i think i don't know if goody even made a you know an offer for 12 just a lot of people around the league would 
just you know common sense i have to give up at least a number one next year to move up that far yeah don't want to um, do it so i mean you see the the results of that trade comes out and like wow we could have had that because the packers could have had jordan davis <laughs> team jordan davis <laughs> yeah just give us all the georgia defenders man well all, they probably they wouldn't have picked wyatt then yeah exactly um yeah you're probably giving up you know what 28 and maybe like well you're probably 50, giving up 22 22 yeah and then who knows man the vikings make questionable decisions <laughs> it's true <laughs> no no you keep 22 we'll yeah, take 28 yeah yeah so i mean uh i'm happy with what the packers did but yeah if they could have traded up to get the jameson williams that would have been phenomenal but i'm i'm okay with goody not making that deal all right well since we're here let's talk about packers okay there is just this bizarre take on twitter that just will not go away that people are still upset that the Packers didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round. And I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but why would you be upset the Packers didn't pick a wide receiver at 22 or 28 when they got the next best wide receiver at 33 or 34, whatever pick it was. 34, I think, yeah. Like they got their guy. They went up and got him. They got – all the wide receivers ran. Uh, right. Pick 18 was the last one, I believe. And then they still got their guy at 34. Why are you upset they picked two other players that could help them? at? Just because he doesn't have a one next to his name? Totally agree. And you know what? For, what, eight weeks now, Christian Watson has been mocked end of the round one. Getting him around two is great value. And, not to mention, I would have taken Watson over, for sure, Dotson. Oh, for sure. I think so, too. Uh, maybe a case for Burks. Maybe. Uh, I'm still taking Traylon Burks. And those are the last two guys that went. Yeah. So so the Packers were able to shore up the middle of their defense, which has been hurting for a long time. Over a decade. And then they still got the next best wide receiver. So it's like people are just upset they didn't pick one in the first round. Yeah. They still got their guy. Mm -hmm. They they were aggressive on day two. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to, you know, play games. Mm -hmm. And, you know – like, and the price of trading up, I mean, like we okay, so we hammered this point home of if Goody wants a wide receiver that he really loves, he has to trade up in the draft. And we saw that pretty much you had to trade up in the teens, like we predicted, mm-hmm. to get one of those guys. And basically at that point, you're looking at trading 22 and probably one of those second round picks to go up and get your guy. You know, Chris Olave probably cost you a one and maybe two twos to go from 22 to 11. Um, so I'm not doing that deal because you got Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, now Christian Watson. You're only getting maybe Olave and maybe Wyatt, we'll say. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with getting the three guys instead of the two because that's three starters right there instead of two. And people people are so obsessed with, you need to get Aaron Rodgers' weapons, you need to get Aaron Rodgers' weapons. Well, you know what? Second-round wide receivers for the Packers have done very, very well. Yeah. So you have Greg Jennings. You got Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. They're going to be fine. Christian Watson is a stud athlete. He's going to be fine. Well, and then later in the draft, they pick up Dubs from Nevada. Yep. And then they also picked up in the seventh uh, the kid from Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, all those guys over six one. All those guys four four or better speed. Yeah. Like yeah. they added weapons. Yeah. Now you know. Some of those guys, are, you know, it's probably going to take a little while to develop. It's not like we're going to have the best wide receiver core right. in the league this year. But this take that they didn't offer any weapons, mm, questionable. Yeah. And where they picked is great. And the rest, of, literally the rest of the draft, they drafted offensive linemen and wide receivers. And you know what? 
I'm happy that they took those defensive players, big athletic guys. You know, Quay Walker is 6'4", 240, runs a 4'5". We've not had that in Green Bay in over a decade. And you just look at the way the direction of the league's going, and now you have, it sounds like they're going to move Alexander to the slot. Yep. And then you got Stokes and Douglas on the outside. You yep. got Savage and Amos. Like, that is a top five defense. talented defense. Yeah. Where now if they can't stop the run, they can't do these other things, there's no there's no more excuses. Exactly. There's no more excuses. They need to be top five. They On paper, they look like a top five defense. They need to put up or shut up. Yep. Um, and the offensive lineman they drafted, I now this I'm 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 a homer. Yeah. I'm biased, but I do believe there's nobody better in the league that drafts middle offensive lineman talent. Totally agree. Like I love the picks they they grab. Sean Ryan. Yep. Love him. Um, Tom. Yep. Love him. Yep. And you know we've talked about this leading up to it. The Packers love offensive linemen that can play multiple positions, man. and all of those guys can. Yep. They can move inside. They can move outside. Um, I mean, if you're Rodgers, <clears throat> they solidified the offensive line, keep you on your feet. Yep. And they got you a couple weapons. And are they going to be, you know, all pros? Probably not. Yeah. But, I mean, they drafted what Royce Newman and John Runyon Jr. in the past couple of years, too. Like, they can just keep pumping out mid round offensive linemen. They are great at developing those guys. Um, Rodgers consistently has a top five unit in front of them. You, they just know what they're doing when it comes to the offensive line. I trust Goody. Um, I think the Sean Ryan pick was fantastic. Um, the Zach Tom pick was also a good pick. Um, I think that Robio Dubs pick, that's probably more of a kick returner, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I mean, Amari Rodgers can't yeah, do that Yeah, he's got to go. Yeah, I mean, maybe he can develop in the receiving game, but his confidence – uh, is totally shot. Uh, you can't have any faith putting him back there. Again. Well, and then Samari, the kid from Nebraska, also kick returning yeah. ability. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they got a couple guys there that you know will either be third, fourth, fifth wide receiver options, but also good yeah. on special teams. Totally agree. I give the Packers an A plus. I love their a draft. A plus. <laughs> I mean, I love their draft. I mean, that's I, a homer. I'm, I'm, I'm going a solid, a uh, solid A minus. Um, they could have done a little bit more. Uh, I think maybe taken. Um, one more defensive uh, edge rusher mm. to help shore that up, but yeah, altogether great draft. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> let's get back to the rest of the league here. Where do you want to start? So you sent me a couple pages of notes. We can start with quarterbacks. Let's start with the quarterbacks, man. Money position. All right. So you have some questions here. So how many quarterbacks see the field? We got Pickett to the Steelers. We got um, Ritter to the Falcons, um, Willis to the Titans, and then Howell to the Commanders. And Corral to the Panthers. And Corral to the Panthers, excuse me. Um, So let's start with Willis, just because Tannehill's been in the news. Yeah. Uh, Made the comment, the classic Brett Favre comment. it's not my job. I'm not my job to mentor him. (laughs) Thoughts on that first? I mean, big yikes there, man. I mean, uh, it's finally um, bittersweet to see a lot of these teams now feeling what Green Bay has went through over the past decade. You got Baltimore. Decades. decades. You got Baltimore in some trouble there. You got Tennessee in some hot water there with their quarterback. Um, so it's it's kind of nice to see some people getting a taste of the Green Bay medicine here with these <laughs> quarterbacks. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Ryan Tannehill, man, you got to know that these last 
couple of playoff runs you've had have not been the greatest. You're they're losing because of you. Yes. So you you gotta understand that you know Malik Willis is there. He's gonna he's probably the heir apparent, and he might take a year or two. You got your money. I mean, just you know, live in the moment, man. Yeah. I mean, I I get where he's coming from. Like, hey, I'm not gonna train this guy to take my job, but I mean, come on, your job's your job's done anyway. Like you're not getting an extension. Every other position has to do this. Everyone has a running back behind them, an offensive lineman that got drafted. Everyone's looking over their shoulder in the NFL. You got to keep going and put up or shut up or you're going to lose your job. Well, Quarterback's no different. And if Tannehill wants to sign another deal, it's likely going to be in this type of role. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, suck it up, be a leader. You still got another year for sure. Yep. Like he's going to be the starting quarterback this fall. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. His cap it. hits like 37 million yeah. or 40 million. Something so like that. so so take your take your paycheck. Yeah. Try and win because if you win a Super Bowl, that'll shut everybody up. Right. And if not, like your next contract's probably going to be in that 10 to 15 million dollar range. Yeah. And you're going to be going somewhere else to probably do the same thing. Like you're now in your mid 30s. Yeah. You're not as good as some of these other guys who've been able to play into their 40s. Yeah. Like, take on that leadership role and... Who's better, Tannehill or Carson Wentz? Tannehill. By a lot? Like, eyes closed, you're picking Tannehill? Mm. I think after, like, the next year, he, like, the trade value like of a third-round pick might be similar for both guys. I think... Now Wentz has been traded more than anybody in this league. Yeah, I know. But this last time he went for, like... But, like, let's let's take that out... Like next year, the thing with Wentz is he's still young, yeah. relatively. But yeah, I mean age wise, but his body's been beat the all hell, man. So, and like dog I know, years, but like if he's you're, like he's like thirty eight. <laughs> but if you're gonna if you're gonna take a guy like if both of them hit the mark at the same time, you'd rather take a guy who's five years younger. Agree. Um. So do I think Tannehill's like? I didn't hesitate to pick Tannehill, but like I, I mean they're probably pretty comparable. I feel like Tannehill's slightly better than Wentz but not I mean I think they're kind of the same I have the same amount of trust which is no trust in both quarterbacks come playoff time the Titans were the number one seed last year in the AFC in spite of Tannehill agreed like if if Tennessee were to have won a Super Bowl last year he would be up there with like the Trent Dilfers Dilfers. of the world where that team won because they had a really yeah. good defense and Derrick Henry yeah you know was going to rush for 200 yards a game in the playoffs right and now without AJ Brown mhm yeah it he's gets got, a little he's got harder Robert Woods coming off an ACL he's got a rookie in Traylon Burks you know not really a solidified tight end position offensive line is kind of in transition here they did draft a running back didn't they to help with um yeah Hassan Haskins I believe yeah. in the fourth round so, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean, but how many he, carries are they going to get behind the Henry train? But even if they give Haskins five to ten carries a game, that's got to help over the long run. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't keep giving Derrick Henry the ball thirty-five times a game. Yeah, yeah. The man's going to have CTE. <laughs> um, okay, so you got how many players? How many quarterbacks see the field this year? Let's start with. Um, Let's start with Pickett. Pickett. Yes. Quick reaction. Yes or no? Yeah. No. You say no. I say no. Okay, you need to give up your Mitch Trubisky fanboy love here. Absolutely not. Let that let that dream die. I I just don't think that Pickett is any better than Mitch Trubisky. 
Really? I mean, I think just the upside of maybe he can develop, you got to get him on the field. I think just that alone makes him QB1. Okay. Uh, Ritter. I don't he, think he starts, but he, he will maybe see time by like week 12. All right, let me preface this. There is not there is not one rookie quarterback that starts week one. I say pick it. I'm going to say zero. Okay. So but so now the question becomes, at least for me, how many of them see the field? Ritter, I think, is starting by November. Uh, yeah, like week 10-ish. Yeah, yeah. I, I they're they're going to roll Marriott out there. Yeah. And if he if they're like four and six or three and seven, whatever that record yeah. is, then it's like, all right, let's see what Ritter's got. I would agree. <clears throat> Willis doesn't see the field at all this nope. year. Nope. Coral. Yes. 100%. He Sam Donald's trash. He might see he might if, be if you're one. wrong about Pickett. Okay. And Pickett doesn't start week 1. Coral might be the quickest to start a game. I agree. Yeah, Coral has the easiest path because good lord, Sam <laughs> Donald's hot trash. <laughs> that is the the uh, the the little gif of a dumpster fire going down the river. That is Sam Donald. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> um <laughs> Sam Howell. Sam Howell? He's with Carson Wentz. I'm going to say no. Yeah, no. I think that is a... Well, well, Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. Okay, but I I am saying that they're not going to bench Carson Wentz. Okay. Okay, I agree. Um, I think the Sam Howell pick is almost... They're trying to, I think, do a little bit like what the Packers have done, what some of these other franchises have done. Like, this is a two- to three-year plan. I agree. Like we like what we saw. We got we yeah. wasted nothing on you. Yep. We'll roll rent. We got Wentz for two years. Yep. Year three, you know, this might be your team. So, just kind of spitballing here. You're Carson Wentz, right? You got pissed when Jalen Hurts got drafted. Are you rattled now that you're looking over your shoulder again at Sam Howell? I think if you're <clears throat> if you're Carson Wentz, you kind of got to see the writing on the wall right you've been traded a yeah. thousand times if you're the commanders do you care if your quarterback is feeling like that because no yeah dude come on and if you're Carson Wentz like dude you got two more years of making 35 million dollars a year yeah mm-hmm. exactly you could pay me 35 million dollars a year and draft whoever you want you could draft Bryce <laughs> Rung again uh, next year like I don't give a shit <laughs> like that's that's retirement money yep I and, agree. And, and Carson Wentz is probably Going down the path. No love lost for Carson here. No. And he's no. going to be the next Andy Dalton. I agree. Making 5 to $10 million. The next Nick Foles. Uh, that's kind of harsh, but... Is it? I mean, at least I think Carson Wentz could be like a QB, too. Like, he can be a career backup. He can win That's what games. I'm saying. I mean, I don't even think Nick Foles is QB, two anymore. He's down QB, three range. He got cut. Yeah. He's straight, straight out cut, so... But he's I'm just a saying, little bit better than Nick Foles. But I'm just saying, like that—that's his role now. Yeah. I mean, he's got two years to, to prove everybody wrong. Yep. Like if he takes the Commanders to the playoffs. Yeah. The guy does know how to win. Yeah. He when, just can't when stay healthy. healthy and makes really irrational decisions. Yeah. And like losing to Jacksonville in Week 18 to miss the playoffs last year. Yeah, or like spinning around and throwing pick sixes <laughs> at the one yard line. So not great. Yeah. A lot of questions there, Carson. <laughs> I do think it's his team, though, and I don't think Sam Howell sees the field unless he gets hurt. So let's go back to Pickett. Okay. I do think Mitch Trubisky starts. Knowing that that division is brutal, I do think Pickett sees the field at some point 
Yeah. I do think Mitch Trubisky likely gets benched. Okay. Yeah. I'm totally on board with Kenny Pickett starting week one. I have no faith in Mitch Trubisky. His Chicago tenure was very lackluster, to say the least. Um, maybe he learned something from Brian Dable and Josh Allen. But, I mean, $7 million, that's that's a backup quarterback mm-hmm. contract. So, I mean, I you got to start your quarterback, and especially in this NFL – Start them this year, see what you got, and if you know if you are terrible and you have a top three pick, perfect. Pivot and just draft C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, whoever you know, Van Dyke, whoever. Whoever, yeah. Pick pick your favorite twenty twenty three quarterback. The other quarterbacks to watch that I do think will have competitive camps will be Ritter and Coral. I agree. They'll uh, have competitive camps. I don't think either one starts week one. Yeah, I would say Coral over Ritter. Yes. Um, I just would protect Ritter. I don't Atlanta situation so blah to me. Like, just throw Mariota out there, let him, you know, take his lumps behind that offensive line, and then just, you know, when you're two and ten and out of the division race, then start Ritter. So yeah, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. What's crazy is you know everyone's complained about how terrible this draft was teams seem to agree with how far these guys fell mm-hmm. in the draft we could still see three out of five of them starting by the end of the season i agree i think it's also egregious that these quarterbacks fell this late like other drafts you have like the christian hackenbergs of the world going the second round and you're telling me that malik willis with a four four forty and a cannon for an arm can't go in you know before desmond ritter like that's insane. Like, I don't know. Like the the quarterback contracts is in today's NFL. It just um, it's just a competitive advantage to have those cheap guys, and a second round pick. It's not even a first round pick. A second round pick money you can just easily pivot if he's not the guy. But he couldn't even go in the second round. I think that's insane. I do think it's insane. You know, <clears throat> famously, like last last week when we broke down round one, you know, opened with, hey, I thought. Yeah. I, mean, I thought there could be four of these guys to go in round one. Yeah. One went, you know. I will say NFL scouts all year saying this class, at least in their eyes, was not up to par with these other classes. And, I and you know, we talked about that. We knew it. I just was surprised at how disciplined teams were with that strategy. Yeah. The quarterback position is so important. Yeah. You and I talked about, like, should Kenny Pickett have been picked number six? In our yeah. mock draft, probably not, but Carolina exactly. Carolina needs help. Yeah. And really, if you're Carolina, you're Atlanta, <clears throat> hell, even Tennessee, you got to love the way this board fell because mm-hmm. you you got guys for very little. Mm-hmm. Like if you if a third round pick doesn't work out, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, there's no gamble there. Like risk reward. There's nothing. It's all there. upside. And another another point here is when as a fan watching the draft, I pretty much guarantee you 90% of the people you're talking to, everyone's saying, all right, pick 40, it's got to be Malik Willis. Ugh, wasn't Malik. Pick 41, it's got to be Malik Willis, not Malik. Every pick, like 30 picks, everyone's like, it's got to be Malik, right? Well, and then you watch some of these teams straight up. Like, I think Atlanta yeah. trade up early in the second round. You're like, okay, yeah, finally, it's here comes the run on quarterbacks. Nope. nope. Seattle's get back-to-back picks. Yeah. F- got to be. No, yeah. no, 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 they pick a running back. <laughs> and I don't forget who the other pick was. Maybe they, an offensive yeah. lineman or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. the pick Boye Mafe and Kenny Walker. Yeah, yeah. It's like wow. Yeah. Now what if? <laughs> yeah. Flip side of that. 
what if Malik Willis is a superstar and you took freaking Boye Mafi? Like, ugh, how bad do you look? How bad do you look? And you're because you all because you wanted to save a couple dollars on Drew Locke or maybe Geno Smith. Like, come on. That that the Seahawks scream tank for QB one next year. I agree. Like there is, like in my mind, May fourth, no chance they're not a top five pick next year. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. But I, I just hate the thought of like, yeah, we're just openly just gonna tank in the NFL because, unlike the NBA, like the NFL is such a crazy league where if you don't win, you're fired. Well. <clears throat> and you are Pete Carroll, who's 70. aging. Yeah. And the GM uh, Schneider Schneider's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. Does ownership just say okay? Clean sweep. Everyone's yeah. gone. New quarterback. New quarterback. New coach. New coach yeah. New GM. Like, that's just like same thing with you know Carolina. Matt Rule. You have literally one more year to prove yourself, and you have Matt Coral and Sam Darnold. Good luck. Yeah. And you're going against Tom Brady, and now like. Mickey Loomis's version of the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the NFC South is interesting. Um Okay. I totally agree. What which quarterback has the best fit? Best fit? Like who's got the best chance for long-term success? Malik Willis in Tennessee? Yeah. I mean, if say he sits this year and starts next year, he's got Derrick Henry, he's got first round pick and Jalen Burks to work with, he's got a vet in Robert Woods, um, he's got a top five head coach, um, he's got a good left tackle in Taylor Lewan. Like there's pieces in place to like prop him up, and that division is horrendous. He's going against the Texans, the Jags, so I think that fits good. Um, and the other one I think I like is the Ritter to Atlanta. Um, he's got Kyle Pitts, he's got Drake London. I mean, you got two building blocks there on offense. Maybe Calvin, Calvin Ridley comes back after you know. Hopefully, he doesn't go on Fanduel again. So my problem with <laughs> the Falcons, and you know, I was high on Ritter. Yeah, I just the last two drafts, I don't like the direction that that organization has gone. Well, I mean, they're playing basketball on the football field. You yeah, know, six foot five, just throw it up. And I hate that Drake London pick. <laughs> and and like Mel Kiper made a point that I agreed with. It's like. How different is Drake London from Kyle Pitts? Yep. They're kind of the same player. I mean, Pitts is a little bigger. Yeah. But, you know, big-bodied wide receivers. Like, do they – I mean, I guess when Ridley comes back, you'll have that guy that can take the top off the defense. But I just would have liked to have seen them. They re-signed Grady – Grady Jarrett. Jarrett. Yeah. So that helps a little bit. But, man, I just – like next year, if it's going to be Ritter's team – they they gotta, I think go inside out. So th- that's what worries me about that team. Yeah, I agree. Every team should be building inside out. So like you know you have holes everywhere, and you take a wide receiver, it's not great value. Um, so I agree there. But I mean, I can kind of see a, a little bit of like the fancy football in, in, in their GM here of just you know trying to get weapons and and just trying to uh, score with people because their defense is pretty trash as it is. So. But for for a young quarterback, like yeah. you need a running game yep. and you need play action. Like yeah. put your quarterback in situations to succeed. Agreed. And like if you if your plan is to roll Ritter or Mariota out there and have them chuck the ball 40 times. Yeah. 
that's just a recipe for disaster. Totally agree. Yeah, they can't be throwing over 30 passes a game. No. And, like, running back one is a 32-year-old Cordell Patterson. Journeyman. Yeah. Uh, my f- sleeper favorite pick, or favorite spot, I mean, is Howell to the Commanders. Yeah. I like the way Washington's built that roster. I mean, there's just no risk for Howell there. So. There's no risk. And, like, if that defense can stay good, like, you're going to be in a lot of ball games. Yeah. Um, Howell, you know, before the season started, was, like, a consensus top five pick. So, yeah. you know, the talent is potentially there. He's got some weapons. Yeah. They can run the ball. I like that spot. And then and then it's probably just Willis, just because Tennessee's probably got the most complete team. I, I just don't see Pickett being the long-term guy in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, I, I've never really liked Pickett. But one more question on the quarterbacks here for you. Looking at how the draft unfolded, if you're the Pittsburgh dealers, are you happy with where you got Pickett at 20, or do you think you could have got him in a round two? Yeah, they probably could have got him in round two. Yeah. Like, do you think any of these teams, Atlanta, Carolina, Tennessee, or Washington, would have picked Pickett in the second round? Uh, Maybe uh, Carolina. That's who we had Pickett tied to. I don't think Carolina had a second-round pick, though. You're right. They didn't. Yep. So, I mean, you could have traded back probably and still got Kenny Pickett. I mean, if, if you love him, you love him. You take him where you, you you take him where you can take him. But I mean, just looking back, you know, after seven rounds here, not great value. Mike Tomlin was at every quarterback pro day. Yeah. And like for those listening, most of the time at a pro day, even a good pro day, it's scouts. If there's a first round talent, you might have a general manager or two there to watch the workout. But you know, when they were sending Tomlin to every workout, it's like okay, they're yeah they're picking somebody. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about, if that's your QB one, like you got to try, Yep, it doesn't hurt to move on in a couple of years. So, all right. Uh, good stuff there. Get back to your questions here. Um, all right. Next question. Get away from quarterbacks a little bit. Who has the best young core around the league? I'm hmm. going to go jets with Brees Hall there now. They got Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson. I mean, Jets had a phenomenal draft. So, A lot of people think the Jets got the best pass rusher, the best wide receiver, and the best running back all in this draft. I agree. It's yeah. a phenomenal draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you have two picks in the top ten, you, you should have a phenomenal draft. But they really had the icing on the cake there, getting Jermaine Johnson at 26. By far the steal of the first round. And then – just adding Brees Hall in the second round to be a nice compliment with Michael Carter. I mean, they're really setting Zach Wilson up for success there. Yeah, I said best pass rusher. I meant uh, best corner. Best Excuse corner. me. Because uh, I don't think Jermaine Johnson's the best pass no, rusher no, in this yeah. in this league. I meant corner because they got uh, Ahmad Garner at four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what they did. And, um, you know, they were front-loaded. Like, they didn't have a pick after round five. And actually, they ended up trading most of those picks away to move up in various spots. They just added talent, like a lot of guys who can come in and help right away, which is what that team needed. Yeah. Also loved what the Giants did. At least day one, they made some interesting picks, I think, as the rounds went on. But to add a guy like Thibodeau and Neal, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yep. Um, 
to move down the draft board a little bit. Loved what the Chiefs did this weekend, this oh, past weekend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another team that everybody thought, like, oh, they're going to be desperate for a wide receiver. Now that Tyreek Hill left, they were not. They let the board fall to them. They actually picked two defensive players mm-hmm. like the Packers did. Right. I think you're seeing what good teams do in the draft. And yet they still added help. Yeah. Um, they got, was it Sky Moore? Yes. Who is like, I mean, fantastic he's not as good as Tyreek Hill, but he's like Kyrie Hill. He's small, yeah. quick as shit. Yeah. Fantastic route runner. He's going to do just fine in that offense. Yeah. I loved the Chanel pick. Yep. I think that's great round three value. Fantastic value. Um, Just, I thought they had. They got McDuffie too. McDuffie. Um, they got Karloftis. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a great draft. They cleaned up, man. They cleaned for, up. For being later in the rounds, I mean, even though they had four picks in rounds one and two combined, they were all kind of towards the end of those rounds, and they didn't have to trade up. They got probably who they wanted. Fantastic value. I, I, the Chiefs are going to be good again. Oh, agreed. The other team I want to shout out, though, is the Detroit Lions. You got Amandre St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. You got Jameson Williams. He could be wide receiver one for them. Mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson, a good offensive line. You got you know Decker, Ragnall, and Sewell in that offensive line. I mean, they're cooking with gas now over there in Detroit. They just need to get it off Jared Goff now. So I saw a stat, speaking of Jared Goff. Um, <laughs> I love Jared Goff stats. It was like – what was it now? It was like of all of the quarterbacks – only two have thrown for 45,000 yards and have had, was it over 20 wins? There was two. It was Tom Brady and Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah, I think Jared Goff had a lot of helping hand from Sean McVay, though. I mean, he didn't have very many wins last year in Detroit. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I agree with you. I like what Detroit did, and we we talked about it already. I mean, they pulled one over on the Vikings. Yeah. To move that far up, they gave up very little. You have – one of the better wide receivers in the draft. We'll see how quickly he can be ready um, coming off that ACL. Yeah. Um, I think they got better. I th- I like Campbell as a coach. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't think they're going to be basement dwellers for much longer. No, I, I think they're a nice, like, six to seven win team this next year. Are they better than the Chicago Bears? Absolutely. Yeah. I, like, eyes closed, them taking the Lions over the Bears. Speaking of the Bears, let's talk Bears. Yeah, let's talk Bears. <laughs> so the Bears had did not have a first-round pick because uh, they have Justin Fields. So they first have a pick in the second round. Their first pick is Kyler Gordon, and then they follow that up with Jaquan Brisker. Two defensive players. Everyone, including myself, thought, you got to go offensive line. got to go wide receiver. Your offensive line's horrible. Your wide receiver one right now is Darnell Mooney. And that's kind of about it. And they did nothing to help Justin Fields out. Yeah. I mean, they brought in like six undrafted wide receivers. Yeah. But I mean, like, we're talking like Equinemius and Brown, Byron Pringle, like those type of free agents, like just, you know, wide receiver fives. Well, and there was even some talent. I was talking about Mike about this because a lot of my guys were in this undrafted free agent category. This was a very deep draft. There were guys, Jack Sanborn, middle linebacker from the Badgers. Yeah that I thought would have gotten drafted in the middle rounds that just didn't. It was a very deep class. Isaiah Weston was sitting out there. I am high on that kid. 4'3", 6'4". Yeah. He was at the Combine, he, you know, from Northern Iowa, so a smaller school. 
he was even on like Mel Kuyper's top 10 available, like as round seven was going on. Like, why wouldn't you make a play there? Yeah. Nope. They Nothing. let him go somewhere else. It's like, yeah, you know, that, that roster is heavily aging. Yeah. Last year, their left tackle was like 40. Yeah. Jason Peters. Um, the defense is getting old. So like, I don't hate the defensive back picks, now you look at this division, you got Justin Jefferson, Christian Watson, Jamison Williams. Like, yeah. you, you, you got to defend the pass. Yeah. But, yeah, they did Justin Fields no favors. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Justin Fields. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't really high on him coming out of uh, Ohio State, but, I mean, you got to at least help your quarterback out. Look what the New York Jets are doing. They're surrounding Zach Wilson with talent. Um, just exact opposite of what Chicago's doing here. They just, you know, shore up the defense and just nothing for Justin Fields. Well, and if, like, like thinking back now, we're four or five days removed from the draft. Like, I forgot the Bears picked. <laughs> like, again, they didn't yeah. have a first-round pick, but, yeah. like, there was nothing that they did where I was like, oh, you know what? That's a solid pick. It was yeah. just kind of like, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, who's next who's next um yeah so interesting um all right so very early again we're sitting here in may nfc one to nfc north one to four packers vikings lions bears i would agree all right uh on your other list of um losers since we're here we have to talk about the patriots sure one of oh we didn't even talk about their quarterback pick oh Bailey Billy Zappi. Zappi yeah I yeah mean, over Sam Howell interesting over Sam Howell yeah he won't see the field never uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sitting behind their uh, former rookie Mac Jones they just made questionable pick after questionable pick strange draft um literally no good, pun intended. good pun yeah <laughs> drafting Cole Strange in round one um but like round two they picked um. Thornton from Baylor, the yeah, wide receiver, over like Sky Moore, over a lot of guys, <laughs> um, and like Thornton's like he's got four two speed, but I mean like that is the most Raiders pick ever. Yeah. Um. So just like they could have had that guy two rounds later. Yeah. Um. I saw a quote that said everybody or Bill Belichick is playing chess while everybody's picking second round talent. <laughs> <laughs> it is Bill Belichick kind of going on the same road speaking from Packer country as kind of like the Ted Thompson like we're not really sure if he's all there at this point uh it reminds me more of like Mike Holmgren when he went to Seattle like where it's like great head coach yeah probably a great leader of football yeah but not very good at the draft I yeah I mean something's going on there I mean there's one thing to like zig when everyone zags but Man, Cole Strange in the first round, that's brutal. He needs a general manager. Or if he still wants to be the general manager, he needs someone. He needs to turn over the draft to either his director of college scouting or, like, whatever. Checks and balances up there. Because, like, the the talent, like, it's nothing against the guys he drafted. It's just they all could have been picked a round or two later. Right. Like, Cole Strange would have been there in round two. There's uh, not a doubt in my mind. I agree. Yeah, I mean, as interior offensive linemen go, I mean, you have Linderbaum, you got Cam Jurgens, you got the, you know Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green went. So I mean, 
the only explanation is if you had Cole Strange graded above Cam Jurgens and you were desperate and you didn't think he's going to be there at like you know pick fifty or sixty or wherever they picked. Yeah, that's the only explanation. I mean, Sean McVay's reaction, as like yeah, <laughs> harsh as, as harsh as it was, is probably how every team felt. Oh yeah, like oh, this is a guy we thought we could have maybe got round four. Yeah, for sure. And then the Thornton pick is just like, man, what are you doing? And then in round four, you go and get Bailey Zappi. Mm-hmm. Again, you could have got him probably round six. Probably, yeah, or at least just taking Sam Howell. Yeah, and I then mean, they drafted. Two running backs, yeah. They just can't. which you got Damian Harris, who had a phenomenal rookie year as, as a fantasy owner of his. Damian uh, Ramondre Stevenson was a rookie. Damian was like year two or three. But, but yeah, I'm saying, saying. Th- yeah. on the roster, you yes. got guys who can run the football. You still got yeah. James White out there, who's a nice little third down scat back. So I mean, like, he's not what he used to be. But you're taking RB four in the draft right now on your depth chart. I mean, just, and they picked two of them. Yeah, just I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, man. I mean, I don't know if anyone in the NFL knows what he's doing except for Bill Belichick. So like I said, I, I just I think he's kind of being like a Ted Thompson. Like at the end there, Ted was kind of making very questionable decisions. Bill Belichick, he's kind of get up there in age, man. We all kind of question the mental health of people at some point. He might be he might be getting on that list. So the guys, the guys, a living legend. Like I, I honestly, yeah, I, mean, I don't think coach we'll ever. ever see another coach win yeah, six Super Bowls. Yeah. How long does he get? Yeah, I mean, I think he's got at this point. I feel like in New England until he wants to until leave. He's, yeah, until he wants to leave. Which I mean, it might be a forced retirement at some point. Like, hey man, you're 80. Like, give it up. Because I mean, last year you can't walk. They started like one and four. Yeah, they went on a pretty amazing run in the middle of the season to yeah. like. I mean, at one point they were the one seed, which is wild. Right. But like Buffalo got better again. I actually liked Buffalo's draft. Everyone in that division is actually like starting to draft now, not like they were in the 2010s. So Buffalo's better. New York, Miami, Miami. did it more through free agency, and but in trades, yeah. I mean, everyone's coming up for you now. I mean, this isn't going to be a pushover division anymore. I long gone are the days where that the Patriots win the division for 20 yeah. straight years. Yeah, you're not competing against Mark Sanchez anymore, bro. Yeah, or the Butch Chad Fumbles. Pennington, or <laughs> whoever else was done. Eric, in Eric Miami. Pennington was the man. <laughs> first round pick over yeah. Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, the Patriots draft. I was just every time they came up to pick, I was just like, hmm. Yeah, very questionable. Very, and like a lot of like I think half at least half the picks were like super small school guys. Like Northwest Nevada State type schools like dear god. Yeah, I know. Like come on here, what are I we mean, doing? Are you proving that you're just out here grinding at 4 a.m. watching Northwest Nevada State film? I mean, I don't know, man. All right, the next two questions you had kind of go hand-in-hand about the wide receiver market and thoughts on A.J. Brown and Hollywood fits. Let's start with Hollywood because the news that broke earlier this week is DeAndre Hopkins popped for PEDs. Yeah. Uh, Super interesting that he came out, him and his, what do they call him, his brand manager. I just love how everyone's reaction is like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Well, yeah, no, everyone's going <laughs> to say I didn't think that was ever going to happen. Well, and then it wasn't he, me. I didn't take it. I saw some takes like, well, if you didn't take it, why aren't you appealing it? Right. I want everybody <laughs> who's listening to know the NFL, the NFLPA, the union that represents players, makes it extremely clear. Like you are 100% responsible for what goes into your body. Like if you get popped for a positive test, and like the B samples also positive, there's no defense of 
oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Or I was taking this supplement and I didn't know that was in there. Like that doesn't matter. Yeah. You're effed. Yeah. So that's why Hopkins is just taking the six games because yeah. I'm assuming both tests were positive. The same MLB where you can argue yeah. that, you know, yeah. it's sat in a refrigerator yeah. for too long. You're <laughs> you're done. Yeah. It's the collector's fault. <laughs> he sat in his basement for 48 hours. Tainted um, it. So, you know, now Hollywood Brown goes back to being wide receiver one. Yeah. I love the fit. I hate the price. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, pick 23 was way too high for him. Very, way too high. I mean, I mean, I would probably give a second round pick. Well, I guess let's compare it this way. Would you have taken Christian Watson or any of the other wide receivers in the second round at 23? Christian Watson or any of like the Sky Moore, Sky Moore at 23? Yes. Because that's that's who was on the I board mean, at 23. Looking back at it now, no. Um, but going into mock drafts, yes. Or do you address a different position at 23 and then try and get someone in the second round to help Kyler? Uh, I would say I would have drafted. Like, I mean, they probably knew that Hopkins was getting popped pre-draft. Was that fair to say? Mm, maybe. They maybe had an inkling. So I could see where they got a little desperate to end the pets fight Kyler. They went out and got his boy from college. But if I'm Steve Kime, I'm trying to address other needs instead of dumping more assets into wide receiver. They um, also went tight end in this draft, didn't they? They got Trey McBride in the second round. Trey McBride. So, yeah. Interesting there. So back up to Zach Ertz. I felt like he's kind of a nice little player comp to Zach Ertz, kind of similar play style. He's fast for a tight end. Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit undersized, but 4-5 yeah. speed yeah. You know, for a tight end that's moving. Yeah. They might go down the road of kind of like the Bill Belichick, Patriots slash – you think Ravens. a double tight end type thing? Yeah. Ertz had a phenomenal year, yeah. got extended. You now can throw McBride out there. McBride's not much of a blocking tight end, so it doesn't do much for you in the running game. But, like, kind of just dominate the middle of the field. And then you still got Hollywood Brown. I mean, Hopkins is only going to miss six games. He's still going to play the majority of the year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a little bit of a blend. I think it's still going to be the air raid component, you know, the three, four wide receivers. But I think they make, like, the Trey McBride, Zach Ertz into, like, a pseudo wide receiver. Yeah, like, sense. let Ertz play in line and yes. and then move McBride, yes. yeah. you know, kind of that slot guy. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you got D-Hop, you got Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown came from the Baltimore Ravens and said, I hate this, I don't want to be here, <laughs> this offensive, offensive scheme sucks. Let me go to the wide open air raid offense. So if he goes, you know, to the Baltimore offense just out west, he's going to be pissed again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do like the fit there. Um, Kyler is obviously familiar with Hollywood. College teammates um, brings just another element of speed to that offense. So I mean, you're basically just defending every blade of grass, every play, and I love that um, from any offense. If you can make that happen, like the Chiefs. Obviously, can threaten you with that. Josh Allen can threaten you with that. So I, I love that um, offensive component, that threat. Um, I love the fit. Hate the price. Yeah. Um, okay. The other vet moved on trading day was AJ Brown to Philadelphia. Yeah. He immediately signed a nice big extension. So congrats to AJ Brown. 
I love this fit. Yes. Um, he's like the perfect counterpart to Devonta Smith. Yes. Um, and now with um, Dallas Goddard and some other pieces there, like really Jalen Hurts has got to be feeling pretty good about the weapons around him. This is his year, man. It's his year. It's put up or shut up time. Yes. Um, I also love what the Eagles did in the draft. Like you and I are, you know, Jordan Davis, number one fan yes. club here. Um, so he was a nice ad. You turn one of those first round picks into AJ Brown. Fantastic. And then you get Nicobe Dean in the third, which, you know, apparently their doctors were okay with it. The, you know, rumors out of the league were that he, he might have to have pec surgery. It could yeah. like almost be like a red shirt NFL year, which again, for a third round pick. Yeah. Good investment. Like I like what the Eagles did on draft day. They got Cam Jurgens too. Cam Jurgens. The interesting thing there with both with with Jurgens is he's probably going to sit a year. Yeah, he's behind Kelsey. Yeah. Which I mean, great replacement for Kelsey when he retires. Absolutely. Um, and you know, Jurgens I think is probably a little small to move to guard. Yeah, probably. Like I think he's really yeah. just going to sit there and wait, and yeah. then you know, as a backup center. <clears throat> so. But, you know, I like what they did. They're building for the future, and they still have two first-round picks next year. That's wild, man. <laughs> Thank you, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the A.J. Brown fit with Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, uh, Miles Sanders, that offense should be loaded on paper. It all depends on Jalen Hurts' development. Hopefully he takes a leap this year. Um, I've come on this podcast saying I've been on the Eagles bandwagon uh, since you know, probably January that they're taking the East this year. Um, so I feel very confident in my prediction. Um how you feel about your Cowboys on that division there? You know, um, <laughs> I will say that I don't feel as confident about that pick as I did in November, December. Yeah. Um, I do like what the Cowboys did in the draft. Like really? Tyler Smith, you know, maybe they picked him a little early. Yeah. But you and I talked about what does Dallas need to do. They need to get back to rebuilding that offensive line. Yeah. Getting behind Zeke and Pollard, letting yeah. Dak go off play action. Like if – I would have not been as confident in the Cowboys if they had turned around and picked Christian Watson at 24. Because, right. like, they don't need another first-round wide Burks. receiver. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't hate what the Cowboys did. You know, they, the Cowboys still have a stacked defense. I don't know if stacked is the right word. They have a good defense. They have Micah Parsons. Yeah, and then and they got Diggs. <laughs> who will, and they got Diggs who will either intercept the ball or give up a touchdown. I mean, that's not great. Yeah, turnovers win games sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> touchdowns lose games too. <laughs> sometimes, yes. Um, yeah, so I mean, they're uh, I think they're a very average defense. You are also forgetting they have the greatest regular season coach of all oh, time. Oh, Mac, yeah. Mac Attack. Yeah, he'll yeah. he'll win you twelve to thirteen games. Yeah, a year yeah, and then he lose also in the first round. To take of the four timeouts and a half too. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it will be it will be interesting to see there I, that division I, last year that division was awful. Yeah, I, it's, it's been awful for like three four years now. I think it's going to be good this year. You think so? I still think the Giants are going to be the bottom of the barrel of that division, but a better Giants team. I think Washington can be greatly improved. Okay. I mean, greatly improved to them is probably like eight wins, nine wins. Yeah, th- yeah. I like, I'm no, by no means am I picking them to <laughs> win a Super Bowl here. I'm just saying, like, they're yeah. not going to be a four-win team. Okay. And then Philadelphia and Dallas probably duking it out for that division. 
yeah, yeah. I think yeah, between Philly and Dallas, I think I just can't get behind Danny Dimes. I think no. they're like a four or five win team again, maybe. I mean They're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. Um the commanders, you got Carson Wentz, that's always uh a mystery. But that defense is good. We thought that last year and they just couldn't well, they couldn't stop a nosebleed through the air. And they couldn't stay healthy. I mean Chase Young missed yeah. most of the year. Yeah. Um I just, the I mean, in twenty twenty, they had a top ten defense, a legit top ten defense. Yeah, legit. Yeah, but I mean, Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke, so maybe they upgrade a little bit there. Maybe they get to eight to nine wins. But I hated their first round pick though. John Dotson. They didn't need that pick. No, I agree. There was a lot of other better talent that could have helped that team. And they took Dotson over Traylon Burks. Questionable there, but like, <laughs> like we've talked about though too. They don't need wide receivers. I agree. Yeah, you got the Ohio State boys in Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel. You got Logan Thomas at tight end. Yes. Like you got you got weapons. Like at sixteen, I mean, offensive line, you gotta replace Sheriff. Yeah. Uh, I I think the only thing there I think was maybe what? Zion Johnson and Trevor Penning. Those are the options there at offensive Tyler line. Tyler Smith, if you but that's at sixteen reach. that's real big reach. Yeah, I mean that's a reach at twenty three. Sixteen. Yikes. Yeah. Hmm. Penning might have been a good pick because Penning might took, be better They could have took McDuffie. McDuffie. Or Jermaine Johnson. Or Elam, Jermaine Johnson. I yeah. mean, there were guys out there yeah. that could have slid into that spot. Yeah. Um. All right. What else we got here? We talked about the Bears and poor Justin Fields. Debo. Debo. Everyone loves the good Debo update. We will pair Debo with some other guys who did not get moved on draft day. Sure. Specifically Baker Mayfield. So <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Debo first though. You and I, you and I have had some lively discussions about player empowerment yeah. in the league. Yeah. This was a small step back for player empowerment. Okay. The San Francisco 49ers flexing their collective bargaining agreement muscle saying, no, we're not going to trade him. And Debo's stuck. There's nothing he can do about it. He's under contract for one more year. He has to show up to camp. Otherwise, he's going to get fined sure. and I'm owe a bunch up, of money. But my back hurts, man. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Um, the news that broke last night is that John Lynch came out and said, I think we can resolve these differences. That was like a tweet, and Debo liked it. Mm. So we're getting... So basically, we're not going to run you to the ground. We'll stop playing at running back, yeah. and we'll give you twenty five. No more a jet year. sweeps. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing I hate about that though is like, all right, big part of Shanahan's offense is obviously like jet sweep motion, all that. That's going to go away. <clears throat> I don't think that'll go away. I think no. The, okay, I he think, might do it. There's no threat because if you give Debo the ball, you're just you're going to kill him. You're gonna you're gonna kill your relationship, or you're gonna kill him. Then well, he's I, gonna have CTE. I don't think Debo necessarily minded the jet sweeps. I think it's where he was lined up in the backfield and running the ball ten times a game. I guess, but I mean, I feel like a lot of his carries though were like the jet sweeps, the the halfback tosses, or whatever like that, like more like outside run plays, and like that threat is gone. Yeah. Now they're gonna get. Raheem Mostert back. He was yeah. gone most of the year last year. They're another team that I can't really remember what they did on draft day. They didn't I, have a first-round pick. I want to look something up real quick while you're talking. I'm pretty sure Raheem Mostert went to the Miami Dolphins. If I'm Oh, he's no longer a uh, – Yeah, I think it's the Elijah Mitchell show, man. 
Interesting. So I just don't like it when your receiver comes out and says that I don't want to play running back. I don't want these quick carries when that was a big part of his game and what made him great, his versatility, his durability. You're going to force him to play. It's you're, you're going to have to change your whole play style on offense. You know, you got a whole, you know, another, you know, QB one stepping into a whole new situation for him and Trey Lance. Um, it's just, it's just, it's real messy to me right now, and I don't like it. I think Debo still won't be there long term. I think he might play one more year there. You know, he'll pull the whole my hamstring hurts, my back hurts this summer. He'll, you know, get through 17 games, and then you're looking at either franchise tagging him or letting him walk. Um, if it gets to that point, I think they try and tag and trade him. Yeah. Similar to what Green Bay did. I think Green Bay kind of set that that market. Um, yeah, Raheem Mostert. Gone. Sound, signs, yeah, he uh, followed Mike McDaniels. Too. Interesting. Um, looking at their draft, very vanilla. Yeah. They drafted a defensive lineman from USC in round two, Drake Jackson. Yeah. Nice little edge rusher. Tyrion Davis-Price, LSU running back. Okay. Excuse me, Danny Gray, SMU wide receiver in round three. Danny Gray plays like Debo. There you go. He's like that. He could, he's like that same type of versatility, durability type wide receiver. So maybe that's their option there. And then they drafted Spencer Buford, Burford, San Diegans from uh, UTSA in round four. Yeah. So okay. I mean, kind of a average draft there. So you think Debo stays uh, long term? I think if you want Debo to play this year, you need to extend him before July. Okay. Like, you got to give him, like, if he's going to be a 49er and he's going to play this year, like, he wants to be a 49er, you got to extend him probably at or slightly above what A.J. Brown got. All right. Put your agent cap on here. What are you doing as his agent? What are you, what, where does negotiation start? Well, it all depends on what, if your client is truly like, you need to do whatever it takes to get me out yeah. of San Francisco. Then you're, I don't, honestly, you don't have a ton of leverage. Maybe you're talking to other teams, but we saw reports that they turned down pick number 10. Uh, the Lions offered a first and a third. Yeah. Um, like if you're the agent, you got to be going, look, <laughs> I mean, they got some damn good offers for yeah. you and they turned them down. Yep. So, you know, if you really want out of here, you just need to keep your head down, you know, finish this year out, and then pray to God you don't get franchise tagged. If you get franchise tagged, what are you doing? Like, we're, like I'm just trying to, like, you, you can't, play out scenarios here. You can't hold out anymore. Yeah. I mean, you could try the old the old hold in now, which yeah. is, like, the new league norm. Yeah. You saw Jamal Adams do it, like what you just talked about. Yeah. My hamstring's tight. My back hurts. Like, I'm here so I don't get fined. Yeah. Leave me alone. But again, like the 49ers to this point have made it very clear they're not going to trade you. Like if he was going to get traded, it would have been last week. Yeah, I agree. So So if then uh, okay. So now the discussion becomes, okay, John Lynch, you your offer of 16 million a year was insulting. Yeah, so if you're Debo's agent, where are you making negotiations start? What's your starting point for dollar amount? Your starting uh, amount is similar to what Tyreek Hill got. 30. I want 4 for 120. 
Yeah. You're not going to get that, in my opinion. Okay. But I would probably land four for 105, four for 110, slightly above what A.J. Brown got. Yeah. Give me 60, 65 mil fully guaranteed. Yeah. And that's probably where it is. And the good news about getting that type of investment is they will stop giving you the ball as a running back because they don't want to kill right. a $100 million wide receiver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, I can see I can see Debo staying if they pay him, if they give him the house. Yeah, if, if, I think that would be fair. Yeah. I mean, if Debo just wants to be out, you got to ride it out, but that franchise tag's hanging out there. I mean, you could legitimately be two years away from free agency. Yeah, that tag. Man. And honestly, with where the wide receiver market's going, a double tag could be in play. Yeah, true. Was that 20, 20% uh, 20% above. <sighs> That's pricey, man. That's it, pricey. It is, but you look at what these other guys are getting. You're like, what, top five salaries, right? So mm-hmm. you're looking at Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, uh, D-Hop. Um, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is now, what, 22? 25. 25. And then you're looking at, like, Amari Cooper at 20. 20. So let's say the average is, like, 26 million, and then 20% on that is, like, Another five million, another five million, thirty, yeah. thirty-one. Yeah. But it two years from now, three years from now, mm-hmm. you could be looking at guys Ooh. making thirty-three, thirty-four. Yeah, come on down, uh, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah, no shit, <laughs> no yeah. shit. So, yeah, man, it's like the the CBA is stacked against the athlete. So, like, if the Forty ers are just gonna say no, you don't have a ton of leverage other than. You just be a giant pain in their ass, yeah, and then hope you get traded. But man, they've gotten some good offers for you, and they didn't move. That's that, what would worry me as his agent. That's what's wild is you could have had Garrett Wilson straight up for Debo, and you didn't take it. And like, if you're gonna like play the waiting game and try and make it to free agency, you don't want to be Chris Godwin. I mean, Godwin still got paid, but looking in today's market, not yeah. nearly what it should have been. Right, right. So you know, if they're gonna come to the table and sign you for four for one hundred five, four for one ten. Take it. Yeah. You just you play too risky of a position. Yeah. You don't want to blow your knee out this year. Now you're making two for 30 just trying to do a prove-it deal that you're the same. Right. So um, talking about these wide receivers here, the A.J. Brown situation, do you like that they pivoted so quickly and moved off of A.J. Brown instead of having a Debo situation on their hands in Tennessee? Um, yes. I agree. I just don't – I wouldn't want if, that if, lingering over if the you, franchise. If you forever. know going in – like they were another team that apparently off – they didn't even get to 20 for A.J. Brown, right? Yeah. And A.J. Brown's clearly like <laughs> – Yeah. Have you, are you watching the news? They offered 16. <laughs> yeah, another team. Like 16, I think maybe they got to 18, but it wasn't – Yeah. If there's not a two in front of this number, like we're A.J. Not Brown said he would have stayed if he got 22. Yeah, which is a bargain. Yeah. Um, But the Titans are going no – We'll yeah. take a rookie who's going to make 22 over the course of four years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, perfect. Yeah. And they were able to draft, like, A.J. Brown light. Pretty much. And, I mean, great uh, I mean, great pivot. I love what the Titans did there. Um, I was uh, listening to a different podcast, and they were talking about the situation, and they were like, okay, if you keep A.J. Brown, you pay him, say, $22 million a year. And everyone on the team obviously knows that the best player on your team, though, is Derrick Henry, and you're making – double what he makes how's that going to sit in a locker room yeah and then also with the limited cap space he got the only way to fit that 
under the cap is to probably restructure and pretty much guarantee Ryan Tannehill more years. Don't want to do that. No. So they were kind of stuck. They were stuck. The thing that these teams are going to run into that we've talked about that philosophy where just like once a wide receiver gets to year four and they want you know all that money, you just move on. Like the hit rate on first round wide receivers is very low. It's the lowest position. Yeah. It's like forty percent of wide receivers drafted in the first round sign a second contract with the team that drafted them. Think about that though with this class. Yeah. Well, like Jahan Dotson's probably my pick to be not getting that second contract. You look at some of these other guys, like, okay, I'm gonna be neutral on Drake London. Yeah. He's walking into a bad situation. Yeah. Like, guys who are drafted in the top 10 as wide receivers are usually going to a quarterback who's not very good. I agree. And as a wide receiver, your career is entirely dependent on who is throwing you the football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, facts, man. So, uh, like, you know, the pick like that, uh, where did Garrett Wilson go? Uh, Jets. The Jets. I like that, though. Yeah, well, you you like Zach Wilson. Yeah. I have not sold on Zach Wilson. Right. Um, you know, even you could have all the talent in the world, but – you could be wide open and still only having 600 yards and four touchdowns this year just because your quarterback play sucks. Yeah. yeah. So got to remember that too as a wide receiver. Yeah. I think Drake, uh, going to Drake London, they're going to pepper him with targets just because they have nothing else. It's him and Kyle Pitts. And, and you know, that's kind of his game. Like I'm just going to bully corners. Yeah. I think it's just harder to do that in the NFL than yeah. it is at college. Yeah. That's what worries me about him is he just, he like all of his highlights they showed. Now maybe they're just looking for the, you know, the Randy Moss type highlights and he's got them. Yeah. But like not once did he like, like they show Jamison Williams and he's five yards separated from the DB. Yeah. Olave separated. Wilson separated. Every single one of contested catches. Contested catches. And that gets harder as you move up. Yeah. That's what worries me about London. Yeah, I agree. So are you surprised he went wide receiver one? Yes. Yeah, me too. And I'm surprised that Olave went ahead of Jameson. Jameson. Yeah, like Jameson Williams is wide receiver number four. Yeah, that's that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. And the the team the, again the team pairing there with the Detroit ballsy move Detroit. Applaud Absolutely. You for that. Absolutely. Never saw that coming. No, when they trade up to twelve, I'm like, where are they going with this pick? Yeah. Wide receiver was like last that I expected. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a need, but I mean, last last thing I was expecting. I thought it was for a quarterback, but. Ha, I'm the dummy there. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, well, yeah, we thought we were texting like, is this <laughs> yeah. Willis? Nope, definitely not. Speaking of quarterbacks, were you surprised that Baker Mayfield didn't get traded this weekend? No. Are you? Yes. I've, I, I've dubbed him Clipboard Baker. Uh, <laughs> Baker Clipboard Mayfield, man. That He's now dubbed that for all time. Man, I just think a team like Seattle – like Carolina. Who would you rather have, Matt Coral or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. For $20 million? Yeah, I'd rather have him for 20 than Sam Darnold for 20 uh, Okay, okay. <laughs> no, you're already stuck with Sam Darnold. Like, that's a guaranteed locked-in yeah, contract. Locked in. So then you're going to pay Sam Darnold and Baker 40 But you wouldn't have to pay Baker the full amount. You make Cleveland pay it. Okay. Like, hey, we'll give you a fifth or a sixth-round pick. You eat fifteen million dollars of his salary. We'll pay him five. Okay. Well, you put it that way, maybe. But you're Seattle. You didn't draft a quarterback. Seattle, like you said, Seattle's tanking. <laughs> they don't care. Drew Locke's gonna. 
They, I, I guess they love Drew Locke. No one else does, but apparently <laughs> Pete Carroll does. Well, Denver loved him. They drafted him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're clearly tanking for C.J. Shroud or Bryce Young or whoever they want to take next year. They don't want to F that up just for three more wins to be a, out of the top ten or whatever. I just, for when it got to, like, you have to think Cleveland was on the phone all day. Like, hey, do you want Baker? Hey, Please, do you want Baker? someone take Baker. <laughs> we'll pay him. Like, do you want Baker? They're going to have to cut Baker. That's what it's going to come down to. And they're going to eat his yeah. $19 million salary. Exactly. So once they cut him, does he sign somewhere? Yeah, he, I mean, he'll get a deal. I might, he'll have to probably swallow his pride and hold a clipboard <laughs> for, for a year, like Mitch Trubisky. But, I mean, he'll, he'll be I, in the NFL. I think, though, that Baker Mayfield is better than, like, the Mitch Trubisky's of the world. Okay. I mean, yeah, probably the hate uh, for me has gone too far. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll admit that. But, I mean, he's the, – the cost of right now of the $19 million is not worth – trading for giving up draft assets and taking on 19 million of Baker Mayfield um, for the majority of these teams and most of the quarterback um, jobs are settled in the NFL maybe Seattle maybe Carolina those are the only two that are really tr- truly like quarterback battles what about New York Giants they, they already said they're rolling with Danny Dines for one more year this is a make or break I know what they said I mean, Teams say stuff like I'm, that all the time. I'm out on, I've been out on Denny Dimes since he was pick six. I would rather have Baker Mayfield than Daniel Jones. Uh, if he's cut, I could see him going there. Uh, and in a quarterback battle. Detroit. No. Goff. You would rather have Goff than Baker Mayfield. Goff isn't that bad. Neither is Baker Mayfield. Baker's bad. He had a bad year last year. I'm going to say this again. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad destroyed him on TikTok. Consider your source here. Odell Beckham Jr. is not the most stable individual. No, but it's literally game (laughs) film put on tape for everyone to see. They destroyed this man's career. Man. It just goes to show you how quickly things move in the NFL. Yeah. Last, I think it was October, maybe November... I did a article. It was talking about the extensions of Lamar and Baker. I had projected Baker Mayfield <laughs> to get like thirty. Yikes! Thirty million yeah. extension. Yeah. Four months later, he, he might not play in the NFL next year. He might be just quarterback two somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think That's he's going to have a starting concern. job. I, I mean, I really think he's going to be a backup somewhere after he gets cut. Well, the June. only teams. I think it'll be like a post June first cut, and then you can go find whoever. I mean, legit. Well, and they don't even have to wait till June first. He doesn't have multiple years, oh. so he's only got the one year left. I don't know what they're, they're waiting for. No nineteen. Now. I don't know what they're waiting for because it's not like you know. Let's say Deshaun Watson's not playing this year or whatever. If you're Baker, you you still don't want to be there. No, <clears throat> but at the same time, like if you're Baker, you need to maybe swallow a little bit of pride because like if Deshaun gets suspended for. 10 games, you get 10 games of game film. But can they swallow the cap, though? The 40 for Deshaun and the 19 for They have Baker? so far. I mean, they got to be under now. I guess. No, I guess. Yeah. So, like, if you're Baker, like, okay, yes, this is your job for eight weeks. We understand that, but at least you get eight weeks of film. True. True. And if you can go out and throw 
18 touchdowns and keep the interceptions to a minimum. Yeah. And Cleveland goes five and three, six and two. Yeah, yeah. it's going to eventually be Deshaun Watson's team, but at least you get some film and now you have a legitimate shot at getting landing yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Because right now everybody just remembers what happened last year when you were beat to hell. And like the teams that need a quarterback either invested in a draft pick or are just intent on sucking this year. Yeah. I just don't love Baker staying on the Browns. Like, yeah, you oh, get eight that's going to be a cancerous locker room. Yeah, exactly. You're going to kill your locker room. If he plays great, what do you do? And he already, to me, the biggest question mark about him is not his ability to play quarterback. It's why does everybody hate him? Th- like, isn't that a big question mark? Like, Odell wanted out, and as soon as Odell was out, he would seem to be fine. Jarvis Landry wanted out, and then as soon as they found out that Baker wasn't the quarterback, wanted back in. Well, I think he's like a, a decent guy, like very charismatic. He just can't play football very well, hmm. in my opinion. So you don't think it's a leadership thing? You think no. it's a yeah, just a pure on-the-field thing? Yeah, that's that's my take. Interesting. <laughs> I was a little surprised. I thought Cleveland would be like, just get him out of here. We'll take whatever we can get. We'll, e- we'll even take on some salary. I mean, hell, yeah. Washington did that when they took on Wentz. Yeah. <clears throat> so the other guy I'm surprised didn't get moved, which they've been pretty much doubling down on keeping him is the DK Metcalf situation. Seahawks and DK pretty much They're in like the they're doing the same the they're yeah. doing the same thing that Fortnite is doing with Debo. Yeah. But I think DK wants to be there. I just don't get why. He's another guy who's gonna make probably twenty five plus. I know, but and as a competitor, why? Like, you want to win, right? Yeah. Well, you want to live. You want to win in Seattle. It's not going to happen. But you also get to be, like, from a brand and potential, but potential earning. Like, you are the face of that organization now. True. Like, they get rid of Bobby Wagner. They get rid of Russell Wilson. Like, you are. Yeah, you're the the next era. You are going to sign. Your jerseys are going to sell. You can do almost any endorsement deal you want with businesses in Seattle. Like, he's going to be like the JJ Watt of the Houston Texans. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you put it like that, but, I mean, as a competitor, I just wouldn't want well, to be in a losing situation. And look at all those years J.J. Watt wasted away in Houston, but yeah. God damn it, he was getting paid. Yes, he was. Not only on the field, but Although, off the field. hey, to be fair, the J.J. Watt years in Houston were pretty great. He They consistently made the playoffs. When Deshaun wasn't, you know, allegedly <laughs> raping <laughs> or Banging sexually assaulting masseuses. Yeah. Um, and I, how long do you think before the league comes down on a decision there? It's got to happen before training camp, right? This, this is, has been this is a weird situation. It's been 16, 18 months now. I know. This is a weird situation. I don't know what is going on here behind closed doors. Why hasn't the decision come down? Like De- DeAndre Hopkins got popped for PEDs, and two days later he gets suspended. This has gone on for 16 months? Like as, I don't know how he's not like any sort of suspension, like any inkling of like yeah, it's probably gonna be six games, eight games, but not a word from the league office. Like nothing. That's, that's so weird. So weird. It's been sixteen months. You've had now a criminal investigation. Yeah. You've had a grand jury, although that's not public. Almost two grand juries. <clears throat> and now he's being deposed in a civil trial. Like. Water, like, the, you can't say we don't have enough evidence. Yeah. Like, 
uh, what was it like? Um, didn't like the Cleveland Browns come on and say like, yeah, we couldn't interview any of the witnesses. Basically, uh, see no evil, do no evil type thing. Um, yeah, that was <clears throat> GM speak for we really don't want to know how bad this exactly. is. Exactly. Just... Wink, wink. Yeah, we're we're okay with it. Oh my god, this is a bad situation. The, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know even what to say, man. My analysis right now is incomplete. The other quarterback that's in purgatory is Jimmy G. Yeah. Kind of the same situation. Does Jimmy G land somewhere? I don't think so. Do you think he's better or worse than Baker Mayfield? Better. Better. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's been to a couple NFC Championship games. The NFC Championship game that they beat the Packers, yeah. he threw the ball four times. Hey, hey man, he won, <laughs> what, 13 games that year? Like, he is also in the Trent Dilfer discussion. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But, uh, I mean, I think he's better than Clipboard Mayfield. So <laughs> Clipboard Mayfield. Anointed here. Uh, no, but I, I, I saw a report that maybe Houston was making some calls on Jimmy G. So maybe they get something done there with Jimmy. Houston is an enigma. Yeah. Are you in on Davis Mills or are you not? Because I ain't moving on from Davis Mills for Jimmy G. Me either. I know. Like, So are you in on yeah. Davis or not? I don't understand Houston. They're weird. They're weird. Thought they had a nice draft though. Yeah. So you like the Stingley over a Mod Gardner or? Uh, yeah, I think it's a horse apiece. I think so too. Like the, the more I think about it. And then uh, they moved back from thirteen, right? Yeah, they got thirteen to fifteen. Yeah, and they still got. They got Kenyon Green. Yeah. Nice pick. Yeah. Safe. Safe. Decent. You needed offensive line help. Yeah. Good pick. All right. Looking at your notes here, is there anything we missed? I'm going to do a little bit of winners, losers. Sure. We can do winners, losers. All right. We're uh, talking about the Jets, so let's skip the Jets. Well, we can, we've can. we we've pretty much talked about all the losers. Okay. So you had Pats, Vikings, Saints, and Bears. We've kind of talked about yeah. all of those teams. Yeah. Um, You know, a couple of other teams that you could maybe throw in there. I did not like Atlanta's draft. Um, oh, just scrolling through the teams here. Spark my memory. You got Vikings on there already. Yeah, I took a lot of the teams that didn't have first or second round picks out. So, I mean, their drafts were pretty much shot already. So, I wasn't going to judge them off that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, you like the Cowboys. I'm not really a fan of the Cowboys. Tyler Smith, maybe Jalen Tolbert isn't a good like wide receiver three for them, but I don't know. I don't hate Nothing it. flashy. An interesting one here, not that I hate the way they went about it, but is Tennessee. I liked the Malik Willis pick. I think it's good to get a quarterback before you absolutely need one. Yeah. But now you got to deal with this BS. Yep. You're mm-hmm. now in the Green Bay Packers' shoes. Yep. Which, um, again, from the team standpoint, like too bad, too sad. We're moving on from Tannehill regardless. Mm-hmm. Let's get our QB of the future. But they got to deal with that stuff now. Yeah, that's a good list of losers. Yeah, I thought most of the teams were smart and took, you know, and they, they made some good picks. Like so. you, you mentioned, you took all the teams out that didn't have a first round pick. That was ten. Yeah, yeah. That's a third of the league it's did a crazy not have year, man. Crazy did not year. have a draft pick. Yeah. Um, winners. We talked about the Jets already. The Ravens. This is a good winners pick. Yeah. Um, I really like what they did day one, day two. Oh yeah. They did some 
real wacky stuff. I texted they took a punter. They took a punter and two tight ends in the same round. Yeah. I texted you. I'm like, this is like <laughs> how I draft in fantasy football when I've been drinking 12 beers earlier yeah. in the day. Like, and I draft <laughs> six tight ends. I made Coors Lights <laughs> in. Give me the best available third tight end. Like, and a punter. Yeah. Like, I don't care if the guy can kick the ball 80 yards. Like, it's a punter. Yeah. Well, I thought what's interesting is they, uh, I think they came on and said that Matt Ariza wasn't even on their board, which is the punt god. Yeah. And they took a, a different punter. I forgot his name, but, I mean, that's enough punter. I was texting <laughs> I was texting one of my clients during the draft, and I'm like, there was, like, three kickers taken in, like, ten picks. Yeah. A place kicker and then two punters. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. In the fourth round. <laughs> um, what is going Cape on? Cape York. Yeah. Um, but, you know, day one, they get Kyle Hamilton, which is just like the perfect fit for Baltimore. Great value. Second round, they get Ojabo, who is an investment pick. Oh, you skipped over Linderbaum. And, oh, Linderbaum, day one. Um, yeah, probably, I mean, the best center in the draft. So yeah. they beef up their offensive line. The only thing I don't like about the Ravens is they really didn't address wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. Pissing off Lamar. Kind of got to appease him. And, yeah. like, it seems like they're going to do, like, three tight end sets. They're going back to what, like, what is rookie rookie year, sophomore year, where they just had three tight ends and smash them off football and just run it down your throat? Yeah. I, I mean, in, in that fourth round, they drafted a receiving tight end. It was the... Um, Isaiah Likely? Yep. And then they drafted a blocking tight end. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I'm... Yeah. Too many, too many days ago, <laughs> <laughs> brains white fried, but yeah. So I mean, um, the first three rounds, I think, were pretty much nailed by them. Yes, I just don't love it from Lamar's standpoint. I mean, I don't want to play Smash Mouth, run Lamar fifteen times a game anymore. I mean, at no. some point, the guy's ACL is going to snap, and he's not a big quarterback. No, and you look at like what's happened with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Like you and I talked about, the Bills can't do this with Josh Allen. Exactly. Um. You just can't have your quarterback getting hit 150 extra times a year. Yeah. And then you trade his wide receiver one away. That's the only thing I hated about their draft. They traded away wide receiver one. Now, they think maybe Rashad Bateman can step in and be that guy, but it's, I just don't love going into the season with a very unproven sophomore wide receiver with a guy that can't exactly throw with the best of them right now. Yeah, and then your other two options are Andrews, who yeah. – I he's mean, good. Fantasy wise, fantastic. He's going to be up there in oh, the yeah. drafts because he's he's option he one for sure. He might be tight end one. Man. Yeah, and then and then another rookie. Yeah, but I, I agree. Day one and day two were good for them. Uh, the Packers we talked about, the Chiefs we talked about, and the Eagles we talked about. The only other team we didn't talk about was Indy, a team that did not have a first round pick as part of the Wentz trade from two Wentz trades ago. Um. They did have a they did have a nice draft. Yeah. Um they got Alec Pierce. Yep. They got uh let's see, Alec Pierce, they got Jelani Woods, who we both kinda like they are a tight end, nice like six foot seven, four six speed tight end, just an athlete. Uh Bernard Raymond, he can maybe be their development developmental left tackle of the future. And they got Nick Cross, who's a nice little safety that runs like four three, four four speed. Like yep. that's a nice little haul there on day two. I really like the Alec Pierce draft. Yeah. Now maybe it's because I've heard the comparison to Jordy Nelson yeah. like eight times. But like he's got it. He's got the same frame, same speed metrics, like good body control on the sideline. I like that pick. The thing that worries me long term about the Colts is like their new team direction is we're just gonna 
trade for whoever the latest vet quarterback is to hit the model. Do you think that's their necessary their philosophy, or they've just been dug in a hole and they have to just keep digging themselves out every year? Uh, I don't know. Like it worked kind like of Andrew with Philip Rivers, them, I think, by retiring early. Yeah, and they just had to go off script and just kind of wing it. But you know what they remind me of? They remind me of like. Because their team was ready to win with Andrew Luck, right? Yes. And then they were terrible without him. But your team's built to win. So you're looking at it you're like, well, we need to get a vet, somebody in here. Phillip Rivers, all right, retires. All right, Carson Wentz, uh, terrible. Now it's Matt Ryan, flavor that I means flavor of the year. Yeah, they just, they remind me of like all those Bucks teams. That were like were constantly like seven or eight seeds in the playoffs, and then you know never did anything, and then you're always drafting in the middle, and you're never getting a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just gonna, they're like they're probably gonna compete. They might win this division. Yeah, I think they would. Yeah, with Matt Ryan, but then you still got thirty-seven-year-old Matt Ryan. Yeah, and no like, like QB QB of the future on your team. Yeah, I don't. So just... like you're gonna be drafting in the twenties again next year. I mean, next year's draft's better. Maybe you can get quarterback five, quarterback six in the draft next year. Maybe they can get Baker Mayfield next year. <laughs> Maybe. Take him to a Super Bowl, shut you yeah. up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the the philosophy of we're just going to try Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan for one, two-year stretches every year. Yeah. That would worry me. Like, you, this, you, you need a long-term strategy at quarterback. Maybe they take one next year because that the draft is loaded next year. Apparently, uh, maybe they can, you know, trade some draft assets, move up, and take one. Take one in the teens, and yeah. you're still getting quarterback three, yeah, four, hopefully five. Hopefully, that's what they do. I mean, because you can't keep living by this whole 37 year old quarterback bridge quarterbacks. No, that's not a way to win a Super Bowl. No, the good news is they do play in a division that has proven to be for now, yeah, inept so yes, far. For now, uh, I mean, Texans might be on the rise two years from now. We'll see. We'll see. Jacksonville, who knows? Yeah. Oh, speaking of Jacksonville, we'll end on this. Okay. Did you see that Urban Meyer is getting a job back at Fox? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's is not, he doing college? Yep. Okay, thank it, God. It's not finalized. Could you imagine, though, of everything that man's done? <laughs> Still getting jobs. The last tw- I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you told me he'd be the coach. Right. He's not a coach. <laughs> In three years, I would not be surprised to see him on a college sideline. Like, oh. <laughs> Urban Meyer making a return to college football, coaching the USC Trojans. Like, oh, my God. This man, I can't I can't do this anymore. With everything that's come out about him in the last 12 months, he's still going to be getting paid millions of dollars to talk about football. <sighs> I mean, this world, man. <laughs> this country <laughs> on the american dream yeah Fail, failing up <laughs> yeah wow okay okay urban meyer keep getting that bread man that contract has not been finalized so maybe fox is just kind of like yeah just floating it out there into twitter to see how it's received just don't beat any 18 year old children in the meantime and maybe you can finalize that multi-million dollar deal i mean to his defense all the people he kicked were adults <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to my knowledge, he has not hit yeah. or kicked any children. So, sure, you can still talk about football. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All 
Oh, good stuff, man. Anything else before we wrap this up? Nah, man. I think that I think we hit everything on the head there. Good stuff, man. Well, now we enter the dark days of summer. Hey, uh, next week NFL is going to re- be releasing their schedule. I have never understood how that's a thing. What the schedule release? Yes. Date? Like, well, like the like the schedule release date's fine. Everyone but knows like, the opponents, but like, and like, who's watching ESPN to have them like do it bracket style? Like, no, <laughs> just go online when it's released, oh, yeah. and then you look at who the Packers play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like this week, this coming week here, we're gonna get little breadcrumbs of like, ooh, yeah, the Rams versus the Niners week one. Well, they're opener. doing the the international games, so yeah, um, okay. They just released the one game in Munich. Is Tom Brady's going to Munich? It's Buck something. Bucks Chiefs? I don't know. But yeah, I, know the, I, I already know the Bucks forgot. Bucks got to go cuz they thought Tom was done, but <laughs> jokes on him. Yeah, it's uh the Bucks time to, you know, it's Brady's time to pay the piper and it's the yeah. Packers time to pay the piper cuz they got to yeah. go to London finally. They've avoided it for like the first 9 years. Yeah, they found like no 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 no, everyone's got to take a turn. It's been 15 years. I saw <laughs> you got to go. There was a tweet and I know they're just <laughs> driving for clicks. I get it. But there was a tweet like who would you like to see the Packers play in London? And it was like the first option was the Bears. I'm like, guys, no. the NFL is not doing no. the biggest rivalry in London. Right. Can guarantee that. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like an AFC, like the like, it was like, like the Packers Titans. Coles or something like Packers, Packers Titans. Titans. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe it can be Jacksonville. Oh. If we play Jacksonville, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Jacksonville loves London. <laughs> they are the London Jaguars. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Good stuff. All right, man. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed listening, and we will talk to you all later. Bye.